shaping the culture. We talk both culture and theology. Hey, folks, is reading that Bible. We don't claim to have all the answers. I don't know how to word this, but that doesn't stop us from having honest conversation. (laughs) Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, family? How y'all doing? Hope all is well with you guys. And uh, we're back. We're back with another episode. Brand new season, season three. Couple episodes in. Uh, it's been going well. The reception has been amazing. And uh, I'm excited about today's uh, episode, as I say every every single episode. But we got a true friend uh, on this show uh, for you guys today. Um, I'm at her. I want to say at Cultivate Conference. Yeah, I think, yeah, Cultivate Conference 2018 is when we met. And as soon as we met, we connected uh, almost instantly, man. We uh, we just listen uh, to the same people. We admire the same people. We learn from the same people. Uh, as far as theology is concerned, we just kind of um, share a lot of uh, similar uh, theologies. And that's rare for me to find somebody like that. Uh, within my community, uh, within the Avisha community. And so just to get to know her and her husband uh, was a real treat and delight. And i uh, just been really encouraged by her um, as well. She has a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight. And I actually remember, I don't think I've, ever, I've told her this, but it was a couple of years ago, we were doing a conference and we were looking for some speakers. And uh, I, had, I didn't know who she was at the time, but somebody from our congregation had actually um, suggested that we bring her out. And so I know she's impacted a lot of lives. Um, she has, um, I don't know, she, she, her influence is broad and the Lord is using her in a profound way. And I know just a few times we've talked, she's spoken into my life and I've, uh, I've gained such a, such a tremendous amount, um, just by knowing her and having conversations with her. Uh, she gets me thinking, uh, she gets me, uh, really um, loving my word, loving Jesus more. And uh, I think we share a lot of the same burdens for our culture and for our community as well. And so I'm excited actually to do this podcast episode with her. Um, I reached out to her and I was just like, yo, uh, what what is this burning on her heart, your heart? And when she said the gospel, I was like, yes and amen. And, and I'm so excited about the conversation we're going to have today. And uh, it's going to be good. I think uh, it's going to be different. But it's going to be encouraging, and it's going to be uplifting, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be some soul food. All right, you're going to be fed some good food today. So, uh, but we got with us today on the show on shaping the culture, Yodit. What is up, Yodit? How are you doing today? Hey, Ebenezer, I I am great. I am great. I, I cannot complain. Uh, oh, my husband always says, you can't complain, but you choose not to. So I yeah. choose not to complain. <laughs> That's good. I'm doing well. <laughs> That's good. You're in sunny California, just enjoying the weather, enjoying life, huh? <laughs> I am. You know, I've always left the East Coast, um, but since moving out here about a year since change about, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to complain For about sure. the weather. Um, hearing all the, the weather news back home, I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. No, yeah, y'all are blessed. It's it's been a battle this winter for us here in Minnesota. Like it's been snowing like cra- like in February we actually broke the record for the most snowiest February of all time. So Oh my gosh. Is that during the vo- the what do they call the vortex or was it during that time or is it just not even then? When it got super cold. Yeah, it was in yeah, I think it was around that time, definitely. 
But for us, it's just it's been nonstop. Like the it's been cold constantly for the last two three months. So it's it's just a lose lose situation for us. But we're good. Our joy is found in Christ, and we're good. We gotta. <laughs> We, we can't let this weather affect our, our, our emotions, you know. We got to fight the good fight. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. thank, thank you once he, again. He's a rewarder. Yes, he, he is. He is. He is. Definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for joining us on Shaping the Culture. It's a true honor and joy to have you on here. And I'm a big fan of the podcast that you and your husband have as well and the content that you guys release as well and so you guys are people i also listen to um when it comes to podcasts and so it's really dope to kind of like do a little collaboration here um on shaping the yeah, culture no, it's an honor it's an honor i follow your podcast i'm always at the, the content just the conversation the people that you have on i'm like oh we got the let me, let me reach out to Ebenezer. <laughs> no, no, you're doing awesome things, and um, thank you. You're truly shaping shaping the culture. I appreciate with, with sound, sound, uh, with a sound message. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, thank you so much for sure. Well, for for those who uh, might not know who you are or are growing and getting to know you, like I am. Um, just, uh, give us a little bit about, uh, who you are, maybe a short testimony and how you got to this place. Um, just so the listeners kind of have a context for who you are. Yeah. So I was saying earlier that I, um, it's always, that's always a hard question because I'm always asking where, where do I start? Um, when Mm -hmm. we talk about my story, like where do I start? But I, I'll just say that, um, I always just thank God for his grace on my life to mm. know him at a young age. I, I went to a Christian school, a Christian boarding school, and at mm. the age of, yeah, in sixth grade, I got through high school, and so, you know, I always look at that experience, and people always ask me, like, do you like it? And I, I loved it, but when I think back to, like, me being there, I think about, and I really feel that God planted me there, sent me there, so that he would find, like, he would mm. make himself known to me because that has made, truly has made a difference in my life. And yeah. that's where the gospel preached to me. That's where the decision to follow him. And yes, I was young, um, but that seed was planted. And throughout the years, especially, you know, when you go off to college, it's like, you know, you, you don't have people, you know, waking you up to go to church. You don't have, yeah. you know, you're not taking Bible classes. So that's really where I knew, like, that seed is planted on good ground. And so that I really made a decision, like, I want to find a good church. I want to be planted. Um, and so I just thank God that he gave me that heart at that age. Yeah. Because I always say, like, I just wonder, you know, I just wonder, like, where I would be had I not went to that school and had I not come to Christ at a young age. I just, I just wonder what it was it that God was keeping me from. And yeah. obviously I used to think that I didn't have a testimony because it wasn't like, God, you know, he picked me out of drugs and this and that, but mm. what I've learned as I grew in, in the Lord is that, and when I, when I grew in the gospel, like, he saved me from myself. Like, yeah. it was not me being a good person. Granted, mm. I didn't get involved in things that, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that I didn't, but it wasn't because I was a, a morally good person. Um, mm. Or, or I, I thought I chalked that up to myself, but really the Lord showed me that he saved me from myself, mm. like, from my own... Mm morality from my own you know leaning on my own understanding and so 
really just walked me through a, a journey um, after college, moved to um, New Jersey, and really that was like a phase of my life that was just so blessed that God just put me in that community that he did for seven years. Um, yeah. Gave me awesome work, but also I always say that he always led me, whether it's to school or to a job. Granted, they were great schools, great job, but it was like always for the purpose of the kingdom because it was always about the church that he planted me in. Yeah. And uh, just continue to grow, continue to grow in my love and affection for the Lord and just wanting to please him and obviously dying to self in the sense of like, you know, I, I always tell the story of like, my desire was I went to a good school, I wanted to get a good job, right? Mm. Like, I'm like, I'm not, I wanted, I wanted to go, I just always wanted to look for corporate, like a corporate job, and yeah. the Lord granted me that, he gave me that desire, like he, but it's, it's funny, because in the midst of that, showed me, like, this is not what I'm called for, <laughs> you mm. know, like, I learned in that, that even though I thought I desired it and wanted it, it was for the wrong reasons, right. good came out of it, but it was also showed me, like, you know, you're, there was a time there, but it was to show you that this is not what is success, this is not what success looks like, mm. and as I was growing in my faith in New Jersey, God just showed me that and just helped change my heart around. And I, I, I just really believe that God called me to, you know, I, I know ministry looks like various different things, and he's, he's shown me that. But I, I just, I love the church. God has given me such a heart for the church. Mm. Um, mm. And not just the four walls, but just the church, like serving the church. Um, yeah. And uh, just serving his daughters. I in, in New Jersey, he gave me the heart to, a desire to start a ministry called Within ministry and it was just really to encourage the sisters in my life that I knew um, through I love writing so writing devotionals and just a way to connect when I moved to Jersey and yeah. so I've been doing that for the past ten, nine years now just um, wow. ways in which God has grown that just to just to encourage my the sisters in the Lord just to love the Lord to walk worthy um, of the calling that he's given us in Christ Jesus and yeah. so yeah. um yeah, so it's been a journey, and, and this is not painted as like it's been a. It's been a great journey because I've seen the fruit of, of living for God, mm. um, but mm. it's definitely had its ups and downs in truly leaning on my own understanding or leaning on God, you know, mm. for decisions. And so yeah. that's like the short end. Now um, I'm married. I got married in hey. 2017. Okay. Hey, hallelujah. Hey. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> on his time, not mine. Hey. But, um, that's a word. And, <laughs> and, um, and I'm in California. I'm Because I grew up in Virginia and then lived in New Jersey for a while. And then now I'm all the way across the country in California, close to Sacramento. And uh, and it's, it's yet another phase of life where I'm learning how to trust God more mm. and how to not trust myself, wow. uh, and just growing in that season. So that's a that's a long winded answer, but no, that's, that's like the very spark notes of it. But <laughs> God is good. God is good. All the time. That's amazing. That's a yeah. dope story, yo. I, I love how, like, the Lord has just been evident in every season. Uh, even though every season might have looked different, Every you just kind of see a common thread, and that's God doing something in your heart and growing you and cultivating you and yeah. drawing you to himself. So that's encouraging to hear. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, you got into your testimony a little bit, and you, you said something that stood out to me. 
about the gospel and how you said that the gospel um, in part was God saving you from yourself. And so can you get into that a little bit? Can you kind of define what what is the gospel and uh, what what does that look like theologically? And then what does that look like um, practically? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, so when we think about the gospel, or uh, I, I've learned that it's you know it's while the root of the gospel is that you know Jesus died um, for our sins mm-hmm. and became that atonement, so that we can be a right standing with God, right? So that when God sees us, we see His Son, and so mm-hmm. we're no longer in bondage to our sin, and that's kind of like you know, like, the, I guess, sparkness of it. Like, that's the root, that's the core of the gospel. Um, but this learning, like, really, when I think about the gospel, it's like the whole story of God, right? The whole story of redemption. So even when we look at Scripture, um, as we read Scripture, it, it, I mean, that whole thing is like the story of the gospel, that we, um, God created us and sin painted us, and mm-hmm. ever since then, we've been trying to get back into a right standing with God. And God yeah. is holy, right? There's nothing in and of ourselves that could stand um, in God's presence yeah. without a sacrifice. And in the Old Testament, they would sacrifice bulls and goats and, you know, the animals um, for that atonement. Um, but there was always coming this promise that Jesus, his son, mm. would, um, would, would save us from God's wrath. And I think... And that's the good news, right? That we're saved, we're saved um, because of Christ, yeah. so that we can have this, this communion, this fellowship with God, um, that we don't have to be in bondage and slaves to our ourselves, meaning yeah. like our flesh, our, our 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 desires, and and it's not this moralistic thing either. It's just in and of ourselves, there's nothing good in us, and yeah. um, so we love the good news of that. But it's like the bad news that is like. There was, if, if we don't, like, there's wrath. Like, like a holy God demands, um, demands death because we can't stand in his presence, right? Yeah, and so yeah. I've, we've been saved from that. And so that, while that is the core of it, then I'm learning, like, that affects every part of my life. And I think mm. sometimes we can say, oh, I know the gospel. Jesus died and rose again. Um, and then, like, kind of leave it at that and then let our Christian life just be about, like, God and us, but like not really how, so what does that have to do? Because that's the whole story of the, of the Bible is that like yeah, God yeah. redeeming, like drawing the people to himself, yeah. um, you know, and then, but, but what does, so I'm, I'm in a place where the more that I read God's word, the more that I am growing in my relationship, my affections for the Lord, the Lord that the Holy Spirit, because that's part of the gospel, right? We, because of Christ's death and resurrection, that we've been given the Holy Spirit to then transform us. Like, to then, while we'll always be sinful, but we're redeemed. Because yeah. we, we will not be in, in that state of perfection until Christ comes back. Yeah. And so, so that, that, that flesh dies to flesh, but it lies to the Spirit of God in us. And so, like, as I'm learning that even more, I'm seeing, like, that has implications for every part of my life yes. and I'm at a place now where I'm I'm starting I'm realizing the importance of rehearsing the gospel daily mm. um, and seeing it daily so that I'm, I'm attaching like what I do to the gospel you yeah. know what I mean or yeah. Um, yeah. or what I don't do because of the gospel yeah what it, what is it yeah what does that look like so like I'll, I'll give you an example so like I know for me like just a very 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 simple example like Mm-hmm. We will struggle 
to forgive those who have offended us mm-hmm. if we don't have a revelation of God's forgiveness towards us, right? And right. so we have the power and we've been freed up to forgive because we've been forgiven, right? And so right. that's kind of like, I know when I think about like how the, the gospel kind of shapes the way we live our life or spend our time or use our gifts or relate with people or work at our jobs, right? Like what, yeah. what, what, what would that look like for you practically? Maybe not, I mean, like you can like personalize it. Like what, what does that look like for you right now? Yeah, so um, I think forgiveness is a great example because, like, as a married woman, like, hey. it's fun, you know, it's, it's so easy how to, like, how you're, you easily, and I'm not saying anybody, everybody, I'm speaking for myself, like, I found how easy it is for me to harbor, like, unforgiveness for certain, for certain things, mm, right? Mm, like, just, mm. and it, it could be simple, it could be big, but just, and, or just even asking for forgiveness. And the beautiful thing is, like, when I rehearse the gospel, I am reminded first and foremost, like you said, like with forgiveness, it's normally um, not the party that's offended, but the party who did the offending to, to ask for reconciliation, right? Yeah. Like to come to God and uh, to come to the person and say, I'm sorry. But when we are at the gospel and we see what God has done, come God on. was, he was the one, we're the ones that offended him. Like we're yeah. the ones that did the, the, the sin, but he, it was him come on. that the offended party who who move towards us, mm, right? And mm. so, and so I think that, like, and just rehearsing that and saying, but it, but it demands. So even though he moved towards us for reconciliation, it demands my repentance. It demands mm. my my asking for forgiveness, like my taking on what he's coming towards me for, like you know, being able to say, like I do repent because salvation, although it's free, there's repentance, right? Yeah. There's repentance of sin. Yeah. Um, and so in the same way, when I think about, like, forgiveness, it's, like, it's so easy. Because we think sometimes it's, like, well, forgiveness, you can't just chalk it up to the gospel and say, well, you know, because it still hurts. Like, there's still, um, I'm still, offend- like, I'm still hurt by it. And I think sometimes we think, like, forgiveness is, like, um, well, you know, I just let it go and never think about it again. But I remember reading a quote, and I'm not going to, let me, um, I'm not going to try to ruin it. I'm going to, Lord, help me. So it says, forgiveness, in, wait, forgiveness involves a heart that cancels the debt but does not lend new money until repentance occurs. Mm. Mm. That, mm, that's and I remember fire. like, whoa, Yo. like that, like what? Yeah. So, it requires, like, we have to, it, like, I cancel the debt just like God has canceled the debt of my sin. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like, oh, well, you know what? Like, you've not repented. Like, I'm not going to just be like, well, now you can just do anything you want with my heart. It's like, right. the same way, like, God, you know, so just like being able to, the root, I mean, like, being able to rehearse that. Because if that, if, if, if I've been transformed by the gospel, yeah, then... When I rehearse that, then it's not because your deed can do it on her own. Come it's because I, I believe the spirit of God is in me that can then do the same thing that God has done, right? Like, yeah. how much more do I deserve? You know, because it's so much easier for us to see our sins minimally, but see others like, whoa, mm-hmm. you've really done this. So, mm-hmm. again, yeah. and it's, it doesn't just take, the flesh will never do that on its own. And so it's not something that it's like, in my flesh, I'm really willing to forgive. And so that, that's really the, like, the dependence of the gospel messages, like, depending, 
on the Holy Spirit to constantly to constantly be at work in us and calling upon God to just like it's easy just to be like, well, I can't do it. And you're like, I'm right. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't forgive mm-hmm. someone who's offended me without the work of the Spirit in me. And so, yeah. and again, it's not, sometimes it's like, you know what, like, I, I wish this was always my time to do, like, or I just, you know, just willing to do it. But it takes, like, it takes me pausing and being like, okay, Lord, you know, because if it was in my flesh, I, I will pop off. I will stay, yeah. and I'm, I can be very hurtful with my words. Yeah, and so like uh, forgiveness is a big part because that like really that's something that I'm I realize that I'm a very prideful person mm. um, when it comes to like you know dishing out like just being able to say like yeah I was wrong you know right and so just even that like just even be able to say I was wrong because I think but we don't reverse the gospel. And I, I think I mentioned this book to you. It, 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 what it does is it kind of paints a picture of, like, when we come to Christ, like, our awareness of God's holiness increases. And mm. our awareness of our sinfulness, you know, like, that increases in God's holiness. Not that God is increasing in holiness. It's just that our awareness of God yeah. increases in holiness. And our awareness of our sins and how... Because it's so easy for us to think we're better than we are. Yeah. We don't, so for me to say, like, you know, I, I really had a different view of myself. And when I got married, that reflection would mm. me that, oh, man, I'm way worse than I thought. Yeah. And so when we rehearse the gospel, what we're doing in our increasing our awareness of God and increasing our awareness of ourselves is that we magnify the cross. And yeah. every time we think less of God and more of ourselves we're shrinking the cross and I love that image because I can now see it man mm. my me pretending to be someone I'm not me pretending to be better than I'm not than I am is me you know shrinking the cross rather than saying I'm not but God is and yeah. he's my perfect like he's perfect you know I'm not and so just learning how to think in that way really takes it takes discipline it's not something that happens naturally Right, so it yeah. takes the spiritual disciplines of of um, being rooted in God's word, um, really seeing who He is and ourselves, who we are, and the work of the Spirit. Like mm. if we really mm. have the Spirit in us, that is the work of the Spirit to con- yeah. consistently increase our awareness of God's holiness yeah. and increase our awareness of our our you know, like Paul is able to say, "I am filthy as rags." <laughs> Yes. Like, who am I to yeah. be able to, like, no, I'm actually a washed rag. Like, I've been washed, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so good. You you yeah. just went on a roll, yo. That was fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm learning. I'm learning. And it's it's so transformative, you know? And that's yeah, why. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you this. Um, you know, within our, I mean, I think we can talk. A greater context, but just so that our listeners benefit um, within the Abisha context, right? Do you feel like the the gospel has mis- been misunderstood in some ways? And if you feel like it has been misunderstood, uh, why do you think it's been misunderstood? Or how do you think it's been misunderstood? Yeah, um, so I think, so I mean, I think the, the gospel like one of the ways in which the enemy would um would try would, would make the gospel misunderstood is like when we fall 
it's like it's really a relationship between the law and the gospel, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's either like people not if you don't really fully understand the gospel, um, it's either maybe you've fallen on the side of legalism or you've fallen on the side of you know license, like just licensure, just to to say, well, God is forgiving me and I can live anywhere I want. Versus um, if you don't, you know like God's approval of you is if you do X, Y, and Z, you know? Right, and so right. I think in interpreting the gospel, you can fall on those spectrums um, or not even fully grasping the gospel because reality is, I, I guess I fell in that place where I wouldn't call them like legalism, like the way that we would maybe describe it now where it's like, you know, you have to wear pants and not a dress. But yeah. I would say like my my truly not grasping the gospel you know, led me in a certain phase of my life to really not grasp God's love for me. And I think, mm. and I'm not talking about God's love, like, oh, God is love, so he's just going to let me do whatever I want. I'm talking about, like, God's love and that, like, and I read this too, that when God sees me, that if, if when God sees me, if I think that he sees anything other than being completely satisfied, mm. that means I've completely misunderstood God's love. Wow. Because when wow. he sees me, the, the, the gospel tells me that he sees Christ. Like, like the gospel says, like he doesn't see me in my 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 flesh, right? He sees yeah. the work of Christ in me for for the believer, for the one who has accepted him by faith. Yeah. And so, for the longest time, man, I fell in that trap of like, and it would be little things, but but I could not take away from the mind that like, oh, like almost that God was keeping a trap, mm. like. I did not do my devotional today, thus God is frowning at me. Yeah. Um, I did not pray today, Today, so God is, and so I lived this whole, like, this, like, sick whole, like, this hamster on a wheel of just constantly, mm. like, oh, man, I, I, and, but here I am saying I, I believe God loves me, but I didn't really believe that God loved me, because yeah. I was, I fell in that place of legalism where I thought I had to, I have to do this to earn it, to earn God's love. Mm. Versus, I really believe that God loves me um, yeah. because He tells me so in His Word, and yeah. I've been transformed. And so that that's causing me not to be legalism, but that's causing Holy Spirit to flow out of me the desire, the affection, the the want to do these things that in my flesh I could not keep up with. You know, yeah. and so. The truth is, like, the law, like, the, the actual obeying, because there's no Christianity without obedience to God. You know, mm-hmm. I can't say I love God and not obey Him. Yeah. But it is truly the gospel that that, that pushes me to do the law. Yeah. Like, yeah. not for the laws that pushes me to, to you know, to, um, to earn God's love. And so I think when I talk to people... And because I've been there, and I think I'm like I'm I'm finally getting out of that. Like, and I, I find tricks in that because sometimes it's like I desire to spend time in God's word, and sometimes if I don't prioritize it, I feel like oh my gosh, like, and I have to fight. Like, no, no, no. Like, God, I'm still in God. I'm secure. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not earning God's love, and so I find a lot of people who really who who fall victim to that. You know, yeah. who have a very distorted view of that. Like. I have to be doing this X, Y, and Z. And then I find people on the other side, like, they are very confident that God loves them, but there's no fruit to yeah. their life. Like, yeah. there's no obedience and fruit. And it's like, um, well, I, that, that's not how it works, actually. Yeah. Like, if, if God is truly in you, then there has to be some some indication. There has to be 
food. There has to be yeah. affection, love, desire to 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 do what he's called you to do. But yeah. there's not just like, but if anything, reading his word or, or being part of a local body or um, forgiving and loving and serving. Like you know, this fruit that says, "Okay, like the Holy Spirit is in you." So I, I feel like we find ourselves in both of those places. That's real. I, you know, like um, my pastor used to always say, grace is not the excuse to sin. Grace is the power to obey. And when when we take grace as this like, oh, I can sin. I mean, God will forgive me. We truly haven't understood what grace really is. You know what I mean? Um, And on the on the flip side, too, like I remember going to this one. I don't know if you know, Pastor J.D. Greer. Um, but he says something yeah. that like blew my mind away that I'll never forget. He said, you know, we kind of treat God like a like a credit card almost where it's like, OK, God, like I'm at church right now and I don't have the funds to worship you. Um, but if you just give me some credit now, if you just help me. Um, I'll pay you back tomorrow. You know what I mean? I'll read my Bible tomorrow. I'll pray tomorrow. You know, I'll help an old lady cross the street tomorrow. Right. Like there's this like um, we 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 make Christianity this like credit thing where if I if I don't have it, can you help me out and I'll pay you back? Because and, and that's not how it works. It's. You know, we'll never have the funds to pay Jesus back (laughs) ever for what he's done for us on the cross. And so to just rest in what he's done and to embrace our identity in light of the cross is the fight, like is the fight, you know. And I think like even for me personally, I don't know if you can relate relate with this, but every single day I got to fight to believe the gospel, like every day when I when I mess up, when I sin, when I feel like I've just blown it, when I feel like I'm disconnected, when I feel like God is far, I have to like you said, rehearse, recite um, the the promises of God, and that you know, like by His wounds we are like right, like there is no sin, like as far as the east is from the west, right? That like you know, every morning His mercies are new, right? These promises that are found in Scripture to encourage us and to show us that we will never have what it and, and and here's the thing too i mean like if you look at it logically it falls flat on its face but if we actually had what it took to be saved jesus didn't have to come and die on the cross for us right um, right and so the exactly. the the reason why he came is simply because we couldn't do it for ourselves, you right. know, and that's, you know, right. the gospel is simply saying like you perfectly and beautifully articulated. I can't, but you can. I'm weak. Right. You're strong. Help me. And that's so good. Right. Um, right. And I think you were talking about this fight. You know, I love like sometimes people think, that, oh, if I'm fighting, that means, you know, that means uh, you know, this is hard. Like, do I really believe in God if I'm fighting? And I, and I would say, like, the fight is evident. The yes. fight is evident that there's that there's a war going on inside of you, the flesh and the spirit. So don't be alarmed by the fight, right? Like, that, yeah. that fight, that good fight of faith is really, like, what Paul talks about in Romans 7. Like, mm. you know, I want to do good, but evil's like there. And, like, so praise to God. Like, thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because, like you said, like, so for me, it's just, I used to I used to be discouraged by the fight. And, and, and it's not mm. to say, like, well, you know, I've not overcome this. It's just that, like, the spirit is in me fighting 
Because yeah. <clears throat> at the end of the day, like my flesh, you know, I was just reading this morning. Um, um, what was I reading? Lord Jesus. What book? <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. I was like, oh. um, but when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying, mm. uh, and he took, you know, Peter, James, and John, and they're just knocked out, right? Mm. They, and I just, I was just really meditating on that, like, the, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right. Like, right. the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And yeah. it's like, that, that is the dichotomy that we live in. The spirit inside of us is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. And yet, the God is, is, and that says, like, that's why I need you to pray. Yeah. Like, I need you to constantly be watchful and prayerful. So it's not to just excuse, well, flesh is weak, spirit is willing, so I'm just going to, you know, chill. No, like, there is a fight, and, and we're a part of it. Like, we constantly have to put on the armor so that we can fight. It's not yes. like we're just fighting without any weapons. And the word is a weapon. Our prayers are weapons. Community is a weapon. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm encouraged by by knowing there's a fight because that means, like, there's something else than my flesh inside of me, and mm, that's the spirit of God, you know? That's so, so good. Um, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, the fight attests to the work of the spirit, right? It won't yeah, just leave us yeah. alone. It won't let us. That's awesome. That's so good. Um, yeah. Let me let me ask you this. You know, as we're speaking, as we're as I'm listening to you, um, I'm kind of hearing the importance of sound doctrine, right? Um, because if if, yeah. if if we understood the gospel properly, right? If if we understood the heart right. of God, that um, that hopefully would lead to rightful living, right? Or proper living. Um, right. And so when we miss this idea of the gospel, it could even lead to frustration and even like forsaking this thing, you know, or uh, just, right. man, I, you know, because I just growing up, I've had some friends that um, let it, I'll, I'll never forget this. I actually had a friend tell me, you know, Abu, if, um, if I kind of lived in a rural area, if I um, didn't have the influence of the culture, um, if I didn't have people in my life uh, that just hated God or just didn't want to have anything to do with God, I think I could be a Christian. And I can't be a Christian because right now it's just really difficult uh, to live for God. And But it's like, what about what Peter tells us, right? Like we've given, we, God has given us everything we need for a whole, like a godly life, right? And so um, it's our, you know, it's our understanding of the scriptures that really help us stay the course. Um, and, and, you know, the Bible says, you know, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Um, but it's interesting before it sets us free, we have to know it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, and, and so let me, let me ask what, like, and I know, I mean, me and you have talked about this off air. Um, and, and I've really been encouraged by those conversations, but, um, why do you think it's important to see the gospel rightly, to have the right doctrine when it comes to the gospel or just anything, um, when with scripture? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, so I was, I went back forth. I should not indulge in these, you know, how people ask you questions or comment you on social media. Mm. Um, and, you know, I posted something about music and someone completely like, so like, secular music is better than Christian. But this, so all of us are talking. I was just like, so they, they said something 
my DM, and so I just had to go back and forth. I did it because one, I wanted to know, you know, um, can, can I stand for the faith, right? Mm. Not that I'm going to indulge in every back and forth because that social media is not the place to do it, but I, I wanted yeah. to do it because I'm like, I really just don't understand what this person's saying. But they talked about how the word they were so caught up on the word being Christ, right? Because yeah, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word Christ, Jesus Christ, is, is referred to as the word of God, but. So they had a really hard time with believing that the that the word of God was true. Like that mm. we, we can't it demands the word of God demands our interpretation. Mm. But and I was, so I had a hard time with them. Like, are you telling me that this book, this this word of God inspired by God by God, divinely inspired by God, that it needs our interpretation to stand firm. Mm. Like for it to be what it is, it needs human's interpretation. And so mm. we went back and forth and so I'm like well, how, so it's like, you know, so how do you know, you talk about Christ, but how do you know Christ without the word? Yeah, that's good. You know, like, like, what what Christ are you talking about? Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, sound doctrine, like knowing God, right? Like we, like we live in, you know, we did not live in the Old Testament. God was not speaking to us on a pillow of cloud by night and like yeah. a pillow of fire and, and a cloud by day. Yeah. Um, we did not live when Jesus was walking the earth, right? But, but God desired and, and design it so that this book and his divine orchestration would be the full revelation of who God is for yeah. us to know. And so, you know, to, to know him rightly, to know the gospel rightly. And so sound doctrine, I think, is very important so that we know, first and foremost, um, because I, I, I think our generation believes, like, Christianity started in the 21st century. You know, <laughs> like, like I, I think that, like, yeah. because... For me, it's like the, the word of God is not just only sound doctrine; it's our history. Like yeah. for the believer, this is this is how we know what God did in, yeah. in ages. Like you know, like this is what God chose to reveal to us that we would know Him. Yeah. You know, and and He didn't give us everything, but He gave us enough. You know, He gave us enough that and and enough meaning we don't need to know anything more at yeah. this time. Yeah. And so I think to say that like man's interpretation. Is, is higher than God's word, uh, or mm. that it, de- it demands our interpretation. I think that's where we fall into so much of the mess that we're in. It's like sound doctrine, you know, the message of the gospel, like the, because the, the reality is like any other, and Galatians talks, Paul talks about this in Galatians, like it's not like there is any other gospel, but yeah. gospel has been distorted. And so I think in this day and age when, um, there is so much, you know, so much that's said that has a form of godliness in it, but no power. Mm. I, that, you know, I think sound doctrine is what gives us the power to do what we've been called to do as a church, right? Because yeah. everything else that's not sound is really more focused on self. Yeah, like it's focused on, like, like you said, like the person that said, you know, I think I would be a Christian if this X, Y, and Z, and or. God, if you do this for me, I promise you I will do this. And so right. we really see if it's not sound doctrine, then, then Christianity will always be an end to a need, or, or wow. a means to an end. It, wow. it will never be the fulfillment of who God is, you know, or the, this. So, and I think in this day and age, like, because of social media, um, because of just wrong misunderstandings about the church, and I mean, it is so much out there, and if we're ever going to know error, 
we have to know truth. And, wow. you know, because wow. for me, it's, if, I, if I believe the Bible to be what the Bible is, then I have to submit to it. Yes, like, yes. I have to submit to it. But the reality is, like, there's a lot of things that are hard to submit to. And so, you know, I was, I was just in preparing for this. I was reading um, in, in Second Timothy uh, chapter 4, well, you know, Paul is charging Timothy, like, I, you have to guard the gospel. Like, mm. you have to guard the message of the gospel. Why? Because most of the New Testament was about, there was all this error. You have to, you have to guard this gospel because people will come and add to it. People will come and say, it's not that important. Mm. And so, for the time is coming, it says in verse 3, chapter 4, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Yeah. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their passions. Wow. And that's the thing. Like, we we are encouraged to pursue our passions. Yes. At yes. the expense of sound gospel. Wow. wow. And so you will, even in the church, because then you've made, again, Christianity to be a means, a means to an end. Yeah. And that God will help you with their passions if you just trust Him. And so, wow. yeah, of course, I'm going to want to follow someone that's going to tell me that my passions are good, and my passions are godly, and mm. will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. And man, do I see that. Yeah. Like, do I see that more clearly than ever? And what scares me, too, is, like, it's people from the church that, that end up wandering off. Like, people that have come, like, that are in the church that then, you know, that's that where we talked about in Scripture, where it's like, People from among you, yes. right? If those among you that are that are you know, and they may not really be saved, but they may because like Jesus talks about, it's really hard for those who tasted, you know, to taste the gospel to repent again. It's like, well, maybe there are those who really believe in the gospel at one point and now have come out, you know, have like, believed in these myths and have pursued their passions more, and are, are trying to find people that will. Still make them feel good morally about themselves, but but really they're pursuing their passions, and so yeah. I think the word sound doctrine helps us see the error, and I and I believe if the gospel is the power to salvation, power to salvation, but also power to to really see the truth of this. Like it's not mm. it's not fake, you know, it's yeah. not mythical, and so I just you know, and I just believe we're we're living in a day where you know you're encouraged be a lover of yourself yeah. and even that message I'm not I'm not you know I'm not talking the ability to you know because even in loving yourself there's a gospel component to that right yes. but I believe like it's been changed it's, it's, it's completely taking the gospel out and it's like love yourself right like yeah. just I mean you know what I'm talking about that whole culture of self love yeah. outside of the gospel and that's that's a dangerous place to be in so it's like this is what keeps us grounded Yes. Like, this is the foundation that we have to stand on um, because, you know, there's that, they talk about, like, if you're ever going to know truth, like, in the treasury, they're taught to study um, real money. Not big mm. money, but they're, they're called to study real money, to see every facet of real money. Wow. And so as soon as fake, as soon as there's a, a counterfeit, they know it's in a millisecond because they study the truth. Mm. It's like, they study true money for so long. Yeah that anything that's there, they can find it. And I think that's what sound doctrine, um, if the message of the gospel, if, you know, because sometimes, like, how do you know the sound doctrine? Well, if you walk away, like, to me, at least with sermons, like, if you walk away more enamored with the teacher 
then you are enamored with the Lord or, you know, then, yeah. you know, then that's self-help. Like, then that, you know, and I just feel like we're living in a day and age. If we're not, if we don't walk out wanting to read our word and wanting to grow, wanting to be Bereans, you know, as it talks about in the word where it's like people are tripping scripture and wanting, you're just hanging on to every word that your pastor is saying. I'm not saying that's false. I'm just saying, well, that's not sound because how how is the gospel supposed to, as Colossians talks about, the gospel is constantly increasing and constantly abounding. How is that supposed to happen in you, in your life, if you don't even come to the basis of it, if you don't come to the root of that and your word, but you're hanging on to every word that your pastor says? And so I think yeah. I'm weary of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just weary. Um, that's real. Because... And I say this not because, like, you know, they're all great teachers, and, yeah, they're incredibly gifted. But it's just that, like, I have seen, um, because, you know, if your roots are not being grounded in the truth of the gospel, then anything that comes, right, yeah. that is easy, that, that, that can completely make you, like, just waver. And yeah. I've just seen so many people waver in the city. Because they they weren't on solid food. It was you know it was, it was milk. Like and you yeah. can't live off milk your whole life. Like uh, yeah. and so <clears throat> part of sound doctrine is helping that root, help, helping that that meat for you to have meat so that you're firm, you're firm in your faith. Yeah. Um, and so I've just seen so many people waver, yeah. and, I'm, and I've always questioned like, what is it? Why is it? You know, it's just like you can't, you really can't go off like just milk you know and so a lot yeah. of our churches are giving milk <laughs> and no, it's like, like um, that's so good there's uh i don't know if you know pastor Voody bachman um but yes. yeah he said something that really challenged me about what you're speaking on and he was just saying how um you know we live in a day and age where if you see a young person reading church history reading scripture studying scripture, reading commentaries. What we tell that young person is maybe you should go into ministry. Maybe you're supposed to be a pastor. And he was just challenging that. Why? Because he loves the word, like because he's studying the word of God. And I I don't know why, but I feel like in our culture, we've reduced that uh, to, oh, that's what the pastors do. Yeah, that right. that's what the church leaders right. do. You don't need to study your Bible. You just need to show up and receive from them, and then you can go on doing uh, what you want to do. And then next Sunday again, you'll get like replenished. And uh, right. what what we end up doing okay. is we get uncomfortable around people who have no desire to be a pastor, have no desire to be a leader within the church, but is just consuming the word of God in, in awe of God through reading the scripture. Uh, something he also said that really challenged me was, you know, if you've been a Christian for five, 10, 15 years, but somebody comes up to you and asks you, Hey, can you mentor me? Or can you teach me how to read my Bible? And you refer him or you refer her to your pastor. There's like a problem, right? Like imagine if an engineer, Right. Who's been working in that field for five, 10 years. And there's somebody who's about to graduate high school, wants to pursue that, comes to them and says, hey, can you like, you know, what do I need to do? What school should I go to? What internship should I be looking for? Uh, What classes should I be on the lookout for? And that engineer has no idea what to tell 
that person, they're in trouble. You know what I mean? And so it's just interesting how Christians kind of grow up in the church. Um, It's interesting how we could be around, um, you know, uh, like be at conferences and go to these events. But when it comes to just knowing the word of God, like we don't, you know, or we don't care to. And we just kind of like, that's not for me. What, what, like, what advice would you give to somebody that, um, isn't necessarily in their word and not just not in their word, but not studying. Cause I think there's a difference. There's a difference between yeah. reading your word yeah. and studying your word. Uh, what advice would you give or what, what would you say for somebody to be encouraged and, um, to, to just pick up the word and, and devour it and to know who their God is. Cause what you said was powerful. The only way you can know error is if you know truth. And I feel like a lot right. of the times, like we fall into things because we don't know the truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and you made this a great point, what you said about um, what you heard about, you know, we, we think knowing the word is for pastors, like they're supposed to teach us. And yeah. so we, we maybe have not heard it enough. Like the word of God is for every believer, right? Yeah. Like, and, and God wants to make himself known to you. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, and I think sometimes we can be intimidated by the word because it's like, well, like, I mean, it's, I don't understand it. I yeah. don't, I don't know how to read it. Like, I, I like the Psalms. I like the Proverbs. I don't know how to understand the Old Testament. And that's okay. Like, that's, it's okay to admit that because yeah. that's, sometimes we can feel intimidated. So I think our perspective about the word has to change. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, like, and just asking yourself questions like, what do I believe about the word? Like, yeah. you know, what do I believe? Not what have I been told to believe? Like, what do I believe about the word of God? In yeah. the sense of like, as a Christian, right? Yeah. Um, because you can be told to believe like the word of God is authoritative and it's, so, it, it, it's um, what's the word? Um, oh my gosh, I'm just losing all my words. But, you know, it, and, yeah, and errant and all these things. And you can, yeah. you can hear that and subconsciously believe it, but, if I personally believe that, like, if I really believe that, then this would be, or, you know, or this is how you know God. Like, if I really believe that, um, then I would, then this book would be my everything. Like, I yeah. would have to be in this book. Yeah. And I, I think for me, like, I, I was challenged by that question. Like, what do I really believe about the word? Because if, you know, and, and obviously I also have to say, like, if you're not in a place that's encouraging that, then how can you? Like, you know, not to say that you can't find it on your own, but especially in a local body where yeah. if the word of God is not exalted in the sense of, like, this is what we're studying, this is how we know God, then like, if you're told that you, you know God through experience, through worship times, like those, then, yeah, I would be seeking those things yeah. and not that word. So I think it's just, we got to change the narrative around the word of God. Yeah. Well, not change the narrative, but come to the realization that the word of God, that that's what endures forever. Like, that, yeah. this is truly the words of God. And so, um, and, and we don't have to be intimidated by it. Like, yeah. if we believe that God has called us to himself, he's not going to call us to himself. And then as soon as we open the word, hide. Like, mm. he desires to, to, to for us to know him. Yeah. And so, and part of it, too, is like, you know, we... Here's one thing I'm learning. I think sometimes we think that, like, um, our, 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 just our faith, like we talked about, we need to read, we need to pray, we need to commune, you know, we need to spend time in presence, we need to, um, you know, be in fellowship. We almost think that those are, like, separate things to do, mm-hmm. as if they don't all work together. Wow. So as I'm reading the Word, the Holy Spirit is also active. Yeah. You know, yes. like, I yes. have to, but I have to be humble enough to know that, like, 
this is the word of God. And I, I think I'm coming to that place where I am. I think I, I think at one point I, I knew that this is the word of God, but it was really the Holy Spirit that's helping me see this, this is, this book is like, I don't just come to it any way that I want, you know, like I don't just come to it thinking I know what I'm reading. You know, it's, I have to have the Holy Spirit help me understand the words. Yeah. I have to have the Holy Spirit help me understand how I apply it. And so yeah. learning even the humility to approach this word. Um, and so, but, but they all work. Prayer, Holy Spirit, my reading, that they all work together. So I don't have to feel like when I read the word, it's like this intellectual, this academic thing. Yeah. So I have to understand, like, this is, um, you know, this is like literary literature and this is no it's like and so I, I think just even starting there but just open up the word <laughs> like yeah. that's when it starts and because yeah. we again there's nothing in and of ourselves that would want to so yeah. that's why I would say it is the work of the spirit yeah. for us to love God's word yeah. um, but the more that we do it the more that we do it, I believe, I truly believe, because I've seen it for me, like, yeah. the more that it's not boring, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and like, and I think we have these, we have these misconceptions about the word, because again, we think it's like, that's what pastors do, that's what ministry leaders do, yeah. and it's like, man, this is, this is, you know, it, it's, whenever I read it, I'm thinking like, man, like, here I am, like, literally reading what God has, like when it says, when, and God said, like I, I am reading at a mm. point in time when God says this, like, and I, and I had to pray for that God, like, you know, and I remember reading this quote, it's not that, it's not that the Bible comes alive, but it's like, make me come alive as mm. I read the word, because the word is alive and active. Wow, so wow. as I'm reading, make me come alive to the truth that these are words that you've spoken at a time. Yeah. And because your word is living and active, you're speaking that to me now. Yeah. And help, so, you know, I think it's just, and God answers those prayers because that's his will, that we would know him. Yeah. You know, we're always asking, what's the will of God? Well, there's a strong will that God has for us. That's to know him. Yeah. And that is through the word. And so I think prayer, like, it's, it's like, you know, it, it, again, because our flesh won't do it, it's like we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us yeah. read and love your word, love God's word, um, and and trust that that we can understand God's word. Um, and I think there are people out there, you know, like this is part of my, that's something that I'm coming to within the past two, three years, helping women study God's word. You know, as I'm learning, it's mm. like I have the responsibility that, mm. you know, like it's, it's not rocket science, you know. Mm. I thank God for people that he's put in our lives, in the church, as a yeah. body, as a whole, yeah. that are, you know, digging archaeology, you know, archaeologists, like that can help us, like the, the facts of it, but like, there are ways in which we can we can we can study God's word. But at the end of the day, it's not because of my knowledge; it's because the, the Spirit is active and living, yeah. and He's helping me understand His word. And so, um, yeah. yeah, just open the word and just read. Even if, yeah, and I think this is for both. But I think this is the discipline of just reading God's word, opening the word, and reading. Yeah, prayer, reading, prayer, reading, and. Uh, and there's a comment that, you know, then you can work yourself up to, to, or, you know, as you decide, as you're reading God's word. Because sometimes we fall, you know, and again, it's sometimes we have, we have a tendency to fall on both spectrums. It's like, well, I read, I read, I, I read a lot, I know God's word, and yet mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's no fruit. You know, you know God's word. You can quote every part of the scripture. You, 
you can you can name me every oh this passage is also found in the Old Testament, and mm. so it's not, and I think the point of reading and the point of studying God's word is not so that we can pop up in knowledge, right? Mm, come on, um, that's a it's, word. It's not, and yeah, and I think Paul talks about that. You know, um, was that you know they have they have zeal like to read God's word, but it's like, but it, it's misinformed, right? So it's like. I like for me it's not to pump up the knowledge. Like and I have to be careful. Like yeah. just because I, I go to a church that has sound doctrine, like I have to we're going through a book that's helping us understand how we can fall into certain righteousness, like self righteousness. And it's funny, like it, it's not funny, but it's we've made it a joke somehow like of like, you know, we can fall in self righteousness if we don't get this this you know, this idea of um Increasing in our awareness of God's holiness and increasing in our awareness of, of, of our, you know, depravity of, of our sinfulness. But yeah. it's like, you know, sometimes we think, oh, because I read the word more, then we fall into this, read the word of God more righteousness, right? And then mm. you kind of look at another two thoughts, or it can be anything, and that's why it's kind of a joke now. It's like, yeah. you know, I like, you know, I like drinking smoothies in the morning. Well, if you don't, it's smoothie, right? Yeah, it's like, we've made fun of it, but mm. when you really... I've, I've come to this like man perhaps in this stage of my life I thank God that he's put me in a place that has sound doctrine they, they honor the word they teach the word exposition um, they, you know yeah expositionally but I, I, but I have to be careful that I don't fall into this yeah. sound doctrine righteousness either you know yeah. what I mean because yeah. at the end of the day we're, we're all the hope is that you know we're all on this like especially as believers we're becoming sanctified and we're all like on this journey and the prayer is that people would come to a true knowledge of God, right? That they, because yeah. I, I wanted, I was a place where I had in this understanding of, I still loved God. But remember what um, Aquilus and Priscilla did uh, for Apollo when he was teaching the word of God mm-hmm. that they, they taught him like a more better way, like a, a truer way of teaching God's word. Yeah. Not that Apollo was reading, was doing something wrong, but they, they taught them a more right way, right? And so yeah. I'm in that place, like where, where I'm getting that, where I'm, I'm being taught the, the word of God in a way that I'm understanding what God has said in his word and, and not just my own interpretation of it or my feeling of it or just looking for the word about what do you think to me versus what are you saying about yourself, God? Mm-hmm. What are you saying about what you're doing, you know? And yeah. so I, just, I think that I, I pray for people, I pray for more leaders who are posturing to... to understand the importance of that yeah. but I also pray for those who are coming into that to really you know make sure that we're not just keeping it to ourselves but that we're helping others with, with, with patience and grace not like you need to be here or you, you got this all wrong you know yeah. so yeah. I, you know, I have to guard my heart against that no, that's good. I mean, man, you said a lot, you know, there. I wish we had time to. Un- no, I, I wish we had. Yeah, I mean, I just wish we had time to unpack everything because there are so many good things that you said. Um, but just like with that, with what there's a couple of things I want to uh, um, talk about or just respond to. And then I'll ask the final question and we'll wrap up. But, um, what you said, something that really struck out, you said, you know, the Bible is not rocket science. And I was going through, um, you know, I was me and some, I was taking, uh, some, there was a group of individuals from my community that we were going through systematic theology with by Wayne Grudem. And one of the points he was making was, um, 
you know, the, the Bible was written to new believers or the New Testament by and large. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, they, maybe what they had, um, the upper hand they had is they knew their culture or they knew that they knew their history maybe more than we do. But if we, you know, study the old Testament, we'll, we'll catch up. But, but at the end of the day, like Paul wasn't writing or Peter wasn't writing or John, it wasn't to confuse anybody or to throw them off or make them feel like you have to have a certain IQ to understand or you have to be you have to have certain status but it, it, it yeah it was to simple people that just began to understand who Jesus was and what Jesus had done for them or those that they were trying to convince of who Jesus was, you know, and so it's right. not rocket science, you know, and there's nothing we should be scared of the Bible, even who the Bible was written to these letters that were written. It was new. It was written to new be- believers. And the second part that you said that really stood out to me was uh, towards the end where you talked about how, you know, the Bible is not about us. It's about God, right? It's not here to tell us like, and, but here's the beauty. Like it's when we know who God is, we know who we are. Um, and, yeah. and again, my pastor used to always say, this but he he would talk about the the you remember how jesus asked the question who do you who do they say that i am who do you think that i am and Mm -hmm. the people were saying you're elijah you're this you're you know and peter responds back by saying um you are the son of god you are the messiah right and he uh, jesus responds you know like flesh and bone did not uh, reveal this to you, but my father in heaven has. And then he goes on to say, and you are Peter and upon you, I should build my church. Right. And, and so my pastor used to always say, when God reveals to us who Jesus is, Jesus revealed to us who we are. And I, and I, and I think like we have to understand that it starts with God. It doesn't start with us, but in knowing who God is, we have a greater revelation of who we are as well. And it helps us direct us and, and, and shape us and so on and so forth. And so, uh, man, that again, you, you, you said a lot of other points that I wish we had time to unpack, but we might have to do a part two, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but let, let's end here. Let me ask you this. What, um, how would you advise somebody who's listening that wants to have good doctrine that wants to read their Bible? Like, where do they start? Like, how do they start? Like what, give us some practical steps on, um, how to take reading the Bible seriously and maybe even studying the Bible and and really try in, in, in our, in their pursuit of doing that, just the the heart behind it is I want to know God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I would say that um, more than you want to know God, he wants to know you, right? Mm. Like, God God wants to know you. And yeah. so I think it's important that, you know, my, my first instinct is just to be like, well, we live in the Internet age, and so, you know, I can give you a whole bunch of uh, sound doctrine teachings. Um, but, I, but then I would, you know, take away from the fact that, like, God, you know, God can reveal himself to you through yeah. his word, right? Yeah. So I, I would say that um, if you have that desire to know God, um, start at his word, mm. you know? Um, mm. So I always, I mean, I think sometimes, well, where do I start? And so a couple of books that, like, and I'm glad you made that point about, you know, these letters were written, the Old New Testament, like, written to new believers, right? Yeah. So, 
I mean, so many of them are like, especially the Gentiles who are like, what? Like, what is this? You know, I mean, at least the Jews had some kind of understanding of like lineage with God, like the history with God, but it's yeah. still, again, um, still the gospel wasn't at the, at the heart of what they, they knew. And so that's what I would say, start, I mean, most people say start in John, the book of John. Because that just gives like that first chapter, and, and it's you know it's the story, um, so it's it's one of the the gospels. Um, but starting in John just kind of paints a really clear picture of who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, Romans is a great book. I mean, I, I don't I don't really want to go through every book, but I would say open your word, and I would say with a humble heart. Yeah. Like with a humble heart, ask the Lord. Like I, I want to grow in you, yeah. and while there are so many great teachers out there yeah. i think the the instinct is for us to first and foremost point people to other people versus saying god will make himself known to Come you on. through his word yeah. we yeah. open the word but yeah. before you open the word pray like we have to humility is like the biggest thing that i'm learning in this process of like yeah. knowing god because yeah. it's such a privilege and yeah. for me to think that I can just know you in any old way, know like God, for the very, very fact that you want me to know you and you want to know me, yeah. like that you want to have that relationship with me, it blows my mind the more that I read the word because I'm like, yo, like we are crazy people and yet you're covenant to us. Yeah. You are true to that covenant. And so yeah. God wants to make himself known to you. So I would encourage you to pray first continue to pray not just one time but as you open the word that you would continue to pray and then also pray pray that you would be led i don't know where you may be but pray that god would lead you yeah. um to to a church um there are um and i don't know uh ebenezer if like on your post you can write like this maybe websites like there's like the mark nine um mm-hmm. nine marks excuse me that like can list a bunch of churches in your area that kind of fall within, you know, sound churches kind of thing. And so there are ways to also pray that God will lead you, but they're also, like, directories that, like, you can, you know, find good churches. Because I think being a part of good community, a a local church, um, and we didn't even get to that, like, in in our faith, how important it is in our faith, but that that is one thing that I would say. But, yes, prayer and just open your word. Yeah, Um, yeah. And as far as studying the word, you know, I think it's just important to know that when we open the word that, you know, um, that again, that humility to say, like, this is not about me, it's about knowing God, and so knowing that, first and foremost, like, this is a historical book, and that it wasn't written in our day and time, so as we read, you know, just, we have to know that it was written to to them then, right? Like, it was written to these people in that time, but because it's living and active, and this is the full revelation of God, it's also speaking to us in this time, so as I read, um, you know, to not just take one scripture and say, well, that's what this means, but to know that the, the, the Bible is not just, like, fragmented things. It's really a whole story. Yeah. And so just making sure that as we read, we know that, you know, it's not just, I'm just going to take this verse and, and make it what it is, versus I need to know what, what are they saying, because we would never, you know, we would never, if someone asks us about a certain book, we would never, someone, a book that was written by any, any, any person, we would never say that this is what the book is about in just one line. Like, we would try to give the whole context of the book and yeah. why this maybe line makes sense. So I think we have to understand that, that you know, God, like, it's, it's written not for us to know in fragments, but to know as a whole. Yeah. And so 
you know, I think it's important to just have that kind of framework as we're reading. So, like, to your point, it's not just, you know, I feel hopeless today, so I'm just going to flip, you know, the page, and I'm just going to land. And it's just, it's not conducive to us really knowing God more if we're just kind of cherry-picking scripture verses or just never reading the Old Testament because we just may not understand it, but only the New Testament. So just, it's, it's a book as a whole, you know, and yeah. so... Um, but that gets to other things. But just, I would say, just open the word and, and, and in prayer and in faith, knowing that God desires to make himself known to us, um, read. We, we, sometimes we think, you know, I think just starting at a book and just reading a book. Yeah. Just read through a book. Read through a book. Definitely. And just keep keep reading. I mean, if you're really, and, and as you're reading, pray, like, what, what do I see about God? What does God show me about himself? You know, what do yeah. I see about, what is he saying in light of himself? What is he saying about people, about us as humans and what are you saying about the world like there's these like simple questions that we can ask that can help us but the first and foremost is what is God saying like what are the characters of God that I see as I'm reading this you know yeah no, that's so yeah. good. That's so good. And, you know, if, if you're listening and you want resources, don't hesitate to reach out to either Yodi or I, you know, or me. Like, we will definitely yes. um, help you in trying to navigate what whatever um, space that you're in and whatever, um, you know, situation that you find yourself in. And so, um, but thank you so much, Yodi. You you said a lot. I definitely think we're going to do a part two because there we, <laughs> we like scratch the surface on a lot of these uh, and we can go much deeper. And so, but yeah, I want to thank you uh, for being on Shaping the Culture and uh, thank you for just the wisdom that you just uh, poured out and being honest and being real. Uh, we really appreciate you. We got to have you come back. Well, you know, thank you. It was such an honor when you asked me. And just thank you for your labor of love on this podcast and just the many ways in which you're really, you know, encouraging people in this in this mm-hmm. way. So it was such an honor. And, yeah, we could talk about this for days. So definitely. I'm, I'm so ready. <laughs> definitely. I'm so ready. Amen. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you for being on here. Well, there you have it, guys. That's the episode with Yodi. Uh, such a good episode. I love the gospel. The gospel changed me. The gospel saved me. Uh, the gospel for me is the power to live the life that God has called me to live. And man, let me just encourage you guys. You can never outgrow your understanding of the gospel. The gospel is not the starting point of your salvation. It is not Christianity 101, but rather it is the center of it all. You only grow more deeper in your understanding of the gospel. And so thank you for tuning in on this episode. I hope you guys tune in next time. We got some more content coming for you guys and some exciting things in store. And so until next time, family, peace and love.